one three, man. I needed 13 points to pull out a victory, and you just, you just, you just, you just, you just couldn't do it. 13 yards. Oh yeah, you're right. 13 yards. Okay, I, you're right. That that hurts more. That hurts more than what I said. Mr. Tony. Kadarius Tony could not pull out the victory for me in this Monday night. He was having so many, so many bumps in this road in this game. The roller coaster just kind of went all over the place. I'm in pain, Travis. I'm in pain. The the home. It's understandable. The, little Monday heartbreak. The home leagues have not treated me well. <laughs> And we are both now three and five. This is uh, it's not, it's it's rough because we see in the Super Bowl, Dustin. Right, we've <laughs> we play with people in this league that know we do a podcast, and then we're both at the we're in, we're at the very bottom of the league right now. They're scared. Don't worry about it. I hope. Uh, there's some good things on the horizon. Uh, me and you've kind of just been making some trades, trying to do what we can to stay alive. I might have made a mistake in one of them. Remains to be seen. Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, that's a that's a deal. I don't know how I feel about that one yet. That's that's going to be a talking point later on the show. We'll get to him. There's a lot to say about him. We got a Monday night football game to talk about, though. Just real quick. Quick recap. Chiefs win. Chiefs win 20-17. We, we were texting back and forth hoping for overtime. And... Daniel Jones, what are you doing? Taking a sack. Taking a sack on on what? Second down and then twice or third down or whatever it to was. To end the game too. And then to end the game on a sack. That's just so anticlimactic in Danny Dimes let us down, man. We needed we needed him to do something. Get in field goal range. Give Graham Gano at least a chance to extend the game into overtime, but the Chiefs do get a, an ugly win, a very important win for their season. If the Giants come in to Arrowhead yeah. and take down the Chiefs with what's been going on with the Chiefs, I think everybody starts to really freak out. I mean, not the Chiefs. I think they think it's a long season and it is and they they'll figure it out. They're that good, but I am going to be at Arrowhead next weekend. What? Sunday at 3 p.m. to see my favorite Aaron Rodgers versus my man Patrick Mahomes in person on the second row, and I think it will be football heaven. I cannot wait. Wow. What a game to go to. Coming off of a win for both teams. Yeah, I know. I've like It's been on my bucket list for my whole life to see Rodgers play in person. Yeah. And when I saw they were going to Kansas City, and my friend lives in Kansas City, he said, why don't you come up for that game? I'm like, you know what? Life is not a spectator sport. I will be there. (laughs) And we just bought tickets. Because you never know what could happen, and wow. if Rogers decides to retire, I'm gonna miss my chance. So yeah, might as well see both guys in once. That's a, that's a great game. That's gonna be a lot of fun to go to. Yeah, wow. Uh, but in terms of the Chiefs, though, man, they look rough. Uh, there's no there's no other way to put it. This team, it's I don't I don't necessarily know how confident you feel. I watching this game, it was like wow. It's not just like we got to get the ball to Tyreek more, or we have to make sure Kelsey's open. It's not even that they were missing a running game because their running game was pretty decent. That was the best part of their offense tonight. Yeah, it's the discipline. It's it's the penalties. It's the holding calls. It's it's the things that don't really matter in fantasy that are killing this team. Patrick Mahomes again fumbles. You know there are interceptions happening. 
this is a problem for this offense. And I don't necessarily know that it's one thing that you can tweak and have it all go away. And so you, you're, you, there's no way you can sit any of these guys. You can't sit the big three for Kansas City. Uh, everyone else becomes, you know, it used to be this offense is so good, you could spot to start a Meikle Hartman. You can't do that. You know, there's no, you know, it's now tough. you have to, to question who, who, to, who to pick in this backfield because Darrell Williams isn't even a, you know, an RB2 flex kind of guy because now Derek Gore is getting carries. So, so it, it, this whole offense is kind of muddied. So, you know, the Chiefs win, so the media's probably not going to talk about it much. But, again, you just mentioned they've got a tough game against the Packers and going to be some, some notoriety in that game as well. The Giants were also in this game, Travis. Yeah, on the Giants side, the only thing that was really a positive was Devontae Booker, as long as Barkley's out, which I think will at least be one more week. Listening to the broadcast tonight, it did not sound like he'll be ready next week. He said he's starting to feel more like himself. It's still swollen. That's not changing in five days. So I think Booker's another next week is another good start. And he's done it for... Four weeks in a row now where he's been really serviceable. Three of them have been really good games tonight going over 120 yards. Yeah. So keep starting Booker while Barkley's out. And uh, other than that, it's hard to trust anybody on that team right now. So yeah. I don't think we need to spend more time on the Giants. No. Tough loss for him. Yeah. Uh, rough game. Um, hopefully, hopefully get back in the good graces going forward. Uh, not a lot of hope. In New York. Let's jump right into, though. Heart, our heartbreakers and breathtakers from week eight. When you try your best, but you don't succeed. When you Start us off with uh, a heartbreaker and a breathtaker. Travis, who's the first heartbreaker on our list? Heartbreaker for me, Ezekiel Elliott. I do not know if it was because Dak was out that Minnesota was able to change their plan enough to, to really pack the box and make Cooper Rush beat him, which he did. But it hurt Zeke. Really rough game for him. Single digit game, even in a half point PPR. You cannot get that from your first overall pick and expect to win most weeks. So as a Zeke owner in many leagues, I took some L's and some close games and you look back and think if Zeke had been remotely like himself and not been such a heartbreaker this week, I could have won those games. My first breathtaker was Elijah Mitchell, the newly acquired Elijah Mitchell in the Little Giants home league. Simply incredible. How marvelous. Back-to-back, huge games, over 120, 130 yards, I think, in back-to-back games. or, or I, For sure over 100, but it's, it's right around that range. Either way, he's the, the clear workhorse there. I actually was comfortable dropping Jeff Wilson in a couple leagues off of my IR spot because I don't think they're going to start to split this up. Elijah looks really good. If they start to string a few wins together, it's going to be solely his job. And consistency. Let's see if he can do three in a row. The two in a row has been really nice. Yeah. He's taken my breath he's away. Been, he's been playing really well. Uh, I've got him in a bunch of leagues still. So, again, in that league, you kind of got to take some swings. It's uh, it's kind of dire yeah, straits right now. So, um. You know, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, we'll continue the breathtaker trend 
Uh, I'm sorry. We'll take uh, the heartbreaker. Um, Antonio Gibson, all season long, been breaking my heart. Uh, you know, we've just got a general overarching question of what do you do? And the answer is you can't, you can't really do much, you know, because are you just going to trade him? What are you going to trade him for? You, you, there's not a ton of, you can't get an equal level. Like where was he drafted? You're not going to get an Austin Eckler. You're not going to get, I mean, what, maybe you can trade him for a DeAndre Swift. Uh, but even then, uh, I don't don't think think so. so. You're talking, you're. Okay, Antonio Gibson or, you know, like a Miles Sanders type. You know, that's... I've got two for you. Okay. Anto- let's say that you're shipping the Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick package together. Because I don't think people are buying the Gibson by himself. If you can get J.D. McKissick and move them as a package, would you rather have that package or David Montgomery? Oh, well, I'd, I'd probably have to pl- go with the player that's playing. So, yeah, I'd have to... I'd have to stick with, with that package right now. I don't know when David Montgomery's coming back. Okay. Um, James Robinson. James Robinson, easily. Yeah, for sure. I think so, too. And, and you might be able to pull that off because of the ankle injury to Robinson. Although Gibson's on by, it just depends on the record of the team. But I think that he's actually a trade four right now because, like you're going to say later, I, I don't think that injury's serious. And when, when somebody gives you a 3.6-point game, yeah. And gets hurt. Yeah, people are much more willing to move them, especially for a name as big as Gibson. Yeah, it that could be something. I might have to pull that off myself. Um, it's worth yeah, a shot. I'll, I'll give that a try. But yeah, I don't. In terms of heartbreaking, yeah, he's he's only getting what eight carries. He's being out touched by Jared Patterson and J.D. McKissick, and you. It's not like they're fully resting him. It's not like they're coming out and saying. We're going to sit him this game so he can rest. They still play him, so you put him in your lineup, and then now he's, he's hurting your team. Right. This is such a tough position to be in. Um, try to find, I guess, another option if you can. But Antonio Gibson, he's just kind of one of those ugly, ugly holds that you have on your roster, and you just kind of hope this bye week coming up, able to mitigate some pain. Maybe he gets back on track, a little bit of health. Uh, you know, finds its way to him, and he's able to regain some of that stature. But this has just been, man, what could have been such a special season just isn't going to happen for Antonio Gibson yeah. this year. It's unfortunate. Um, Everybody was in on him. Yeah. Uh, I'm, what about another breathtaker? Uh, let's 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 make this positive, uh, Travis. <laughs> what's who's another who's another breathtaker? Uh, for us, week eight breathtaker Michael Carter, the number one running back in fantasy on the week. Out of nowhere, he's actually strung together four really good games in a row. So he's been sleeping uh, kind of right in our faces and sleeping in our face. This was the, he woke up, he woke us up in a big way week eight. And it's now too late to acquire him because his price tag is going to be really high after this week. Yeah. But if you were able to get him before this week, I think I was able to in one week in, a, in one league. If you were able to get him or you held on to him, yeah, I, I think at one point he was even a, a free agent. A lot of leagues, he, you could pick him up after week two or three. So does that mean we were sleeping like next to Michael Carter? Like we woke up and like he was still asleep. If you were lucky. Yeah, if you were lucky, like you were sleeping in our face. Like you woke up and this person is sleeping right in your face. You're like, wow. Yeah, the, better- the thing is he was in your presence while you were sleeping, but while you were sleeping, he was working. 
he was producing and you just didn't see it. So he was doing his job and then I was sleeping and then he was just there while I was yeah. sleeping. I don't want that guy Wake on my up, roster. Dustin. Like that's just creepy. It's the Michael Carter show. I mean, I guess I I, I he has season long value. He does have season long. There's no competition. Value. Um Tyler Johnson did get 10 carries, Ty Johnson, but his name is don't don't you add that lure on his name. Ty Johnson. Oh goodness. Ty Johnson got got 10. Michael Carter I think is going to continue to be a top 15 running back for a while now, especially in PPR. Nine catches for 95 yards. Unbelievable. Un- that is elite, elite level out of the All backfield. All it took was Mike White to unlock the offense. Way to go, Mike White. You earned yourself another start. That's who the Thursday night game is. It's Indy and the Jets. Oh. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Start your Indy defense, but also start Michael Carter. All right, so let's move on to another breathtaker. Um, this is a twofer. Okay, we've got two breathtakers here. We got AJ Brown and the manimal Michael Pittman. These two dudes are just tanks, and I'm glad they're finally having the kind of year you need from them. One of them probably gonna be seeing more volume moving forward. The other one really starting to establish in you know in Michael Pittman that alpha mentality on this offense. Just Huge, huge weeks. Going 155, I believe it was, for A.J. Brown. I know it's over 150. And then Michael Pittman, you know, putting up a couple touchdowns in the first quarter, then giving you, uh, giving you, you know, more big plays down, down the field. That, these teams just, wow. Um, speaking of A.J. Brown, you're going to be seeing more volume. Uh, you know, light up your, your A.J. Browns. Not that he wasn't already in your starting lineup. Not that both of these guys weren't already in your starting lineup, but have so much more confidence now uh, moving forward. These are the kind of games you need to see from your guys to, to really give you that boost. Hopefully, these two guys were enough to win you your week. Um, backing, backing up, though, into our heartbreaker, yeah, they're big our time. last heartbreaker of the week. And the biggest of them all. DeAndre Swift. Let me tell you who's on my team. Let me tell you who's who's on my team. Okay, I my two <laughs> running backs that I had the privilege of drafting this year were Antonio Gibson and DeAndre Swift. You were loaded. I was mm, I was like, yeah, cram it down your cram hole. Both of them the next Christian McCaffrey's. You had both of the next Christian McCaffrey's. <laughs> yeah, I had both of them on my team. And I'll tell you. They have produced about as many points as Christian McCaffrey has this season. Swift has a, Swift was in the top five before this week. He's been good. Well, sure. He, yeah, in PPR leagues, he's been good. Yeah. Um, but Antonio Gibson. Yeah, we're not gonna go back. I'm already. I'm. I'm already in pain. But DeAndre Swift, even with Jamal Williams out, you give me nothing. You give me nothing. This offense looked absolutely terrible against the Eagles. The Eagles can't figure anything out, and you lose by forty. That was what wild. are you doing? What? Oh goodness! They walked you know, away you with just, all their You know, you just you just said that you you would try to, to maybe trade Gibson for a Swift. Yeah. What if you have them both? <laughs> Which one do you want to acquire? I want to trade my team away. That's what I want to do. I want to trade my team. You want to trade trade each uh, trade one for the other? Yeah, I'm gonna just so that they know that you're angry at them both. Yeah, I'm just gonna tell them both. Like, <laughs> you guys are both off this team, but you're both on this yeah. team. So how about that? <laughs> You're off and on, but mostly off right now. <laughs> Your punishment is that you're down here at the bottom of the league. That's right. I'm taking them out of my starter lineup. I'm putting them both in flex. That's what I'm doing. All week you, all week long. 
all week long. Yeah, you, you, you'll learn your starting spot when I when I say so. All right, heart, heartbreakers and breathtakers. Oh, should they stay or should they go? This this next segment, it's kind of like that one, but we're going to talk about guys that you need to be either moving or not moving, and these are some big names that will have a lot of impact on the Huge playoff run names. that you're able to make. They're the biggest names. Huge names. Huge names. The first name. Let's get it. Stefan Diggs. Travis, should he stay or should he go from your roster? It's so sad we're asking this week eight. I honestly, I'm for, from a top three, top five drafted receiver. For me, it's an easy one. He stays. Uh, you, you cannot trade him. I want to see what I can get. Not much. You can't. And here's why. What we just talked about with A.J. Brown. Would you prefer Stefan Diggs or A.J. Brown? A.J. Brown. That's not even close. I should say it's not close. Okay. I should so, say it's but not But Stefan Diggs was drafted first. I know. I shouldn't say it's. If you go to the Josh Allen owner and he has A.J. Brown and you say, here's your stack, I'll take A.J. Brown. And he says, deal. All right. So here's the question I'll ask you then. Would you trade A.J. Brown for Stefan Diggs? I would highly consider it. I probably would not. I would. I, think I actually give Stephon Diggs plus. Yeah. So I would, if I was trading away AJ Brown, I would want Diggs and some, just because of how high AJ Brown is right now. But I think from this point on in the year, I think they they will be somewhat similar. They will both be wide receiver ones for the rest of the year. So, yeah. Negative for Stephon Diggs though is he scored below his projection in six out of seven weeks. So his owner has to be very low on him compared to where he drafted him. Yes. yes the only he time is. he beat his projected score was by two points. You want to know who the... And then the positive, though... Oh, God. He's another one of your guys in that league. This is this is wild. Yeah, you want to know who my wide receiver one is on my team, <laughs> Travis? It's Stephon Diggs. We're finding ourselves talking about this one league. I hate it, man. Here's the positive. Here's the positive for Stephon Diggs. Okay. He continues to have very soft matchups. And he's got Jacksonville coming up. Yeah. It's not necessarily a get right because the Bills are rolling. They're not looking to a squeaky wheel. Everybody's happy. Everybody's got one goal. And I really do think they're all bought in yeah, on that. I don't think Diggs is upset in the locker room. Is what it is. It's bull crap that everyone's He just scored. In. He scored he a had, touchdown. He's not gonna be he's not gonna be in there whining. Yards in, in a touchdown. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I really think I really think everybody's bought in. So I'm glad. I'm glad for the camaraderie. The the uh, the guys on your team, Gibson, Swift, Diggs, they're not bought into what you're doing. Yeah, we. But they're bought into what their team are doing. Uh, great, great. Which for the for the Washington football team and the Detroit Lions is not a whole lot. So you're are you're saying hold Diggs, and I'm saying see what you can get. I'm I'm okay holding him, but if you can go get an AJ Brown type, try it. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at that point, I mean, if you can get A.J. Brown for, I guess, Stephon Diggs and something small, to me, it's kind of a lateral move, but if you feel more comfortable, why not? Um, I just don't think, I don't think the Bills need to do they, no, they don't have, they don't what have they to, they don't have to force like, they're just Stephon rolling Diggs. People. They don't have to give him the ball every time, which kills me. Like, they're just able to move the ball, and it just, it's so aggravating, but Good for them. I'm and now Dawson Knox coming back this Ooh, week. Ooh, awesome! The Diggs killer. I'm tilting. <laughs> DJ Moore is our next <laughs> wide receiver. Let's talk about this guy. 
Uh, he's on your team, Travis. <laughs> he's been horrible. Good. Good. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> he's scored below his projection in four straight. There's a guy missing from that offense, obviously, who takes a lot of the work. The positives for DJ Moore, though. Uh, he's. I don't know why this isn't the positive. He's gone four games without a touchdown. I don't know why I put it there. But uh, I guess the, the question is, though, is, is Christian McCaffrey returning going to be good for this team? Like, if the, the offense gets Christian McCaffrey back, it's going to be an improved offense, which means more scoring opportunities. Maybe the field opens up a little bit more. More like more like more scoring opportunities. The field opens up more. Or is that like yes. with two O's? Yes. Yes. The field opens up. Oh wow, up it's clever. More. That's really clever. Um but um I will say this. I'll say this. This is kind of a, a thought experiment I've been I've been kind of going on in the last few minutes here. That if Christian McCaffrey doesn't come back and you need a win, I think you might still be able to trade DJ Moore for someone who might produce uh, because they're going up against New England. And as we know, New England takes away your number one option. Okay. And if Christian McCaffrey's not playing, that's going to be DJ. DJ Moore isn't going to, you know, he's not going to have a great game in my opinion coming up against New England. So you might want to find another option for me. His three best games by far were, where were, when Christian oh, yeah. McCaffrey was in the backfield. That offense by, by runs a lot. so much better because they're in the red zone. They can move the ball. That is their offense. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. Sam Darnold is not good. the engine here. It is Christian McCaffrey, as if there was a question. But DJ Moore needs him on that field. Let me give you two names. I guess you're about to say that anyway. But here's two names. Cortland Sutton or DJ Moore? Cortland Sutton. Wow. I'm not to that point yet. Oh, I'm there. I'm but there. the numbers say I should be. <laughs> well, yeah, I, DJ Moore DJ Moore is still twenty points better in PPR on the season. I just like Teddy I like Teddy B more than Sam. I like I like him as a quarterback more. That's that has changed just, so much I, in the last four weeks. Yeah. Uh you gotta kinda go with the time. A, a month into this season, people are like Holy crap, Sam Darnold is unlocked. Yeah, he was. Finally. Yeah. He's a top 10 quarterback in the league. Look at he this lost team. They're Christian so good. McCaffrey size key, man. <laughs> the door's locked. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Mm, that's tough because you know I love me some Lockett. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Lockett. I would go with Lockett. Um, he's going to get Russ back, and I think Lockett had a decent game last week. So. He did, but that was before, or that was after a five, four, eight, four, and two in PPR leagues. Yep, and I still would, because we're gonna get Russell back in maybe the next couple weeks. There was a really gross video showing how his finger is healing, and really happy for him. <laughs> My eyes can't unsee that. And all right, so DJ Moore, we're saying. See what you can get. Try to move him on his name. Yeah, I don't know if I would trade him for Tyler. Lockett, Do not. Though. Don't sell him cheap. Yeah. Don't sell him really cheap. You got to get no. somebody that you like. Like a. Uh, you're not going to get an Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, but ah. I think there's a tier somewhere right below. If you can get it, if you can do DJ Moore in a small piece for Thielen, I would do it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'd... The consistency is is just so, so different. Yeah. You know, here's a fun one: DJ Moore or Julio Jones. I think I know, but DJ yeah. Moore. Julio's got to get healthy. 
I just figured the increased volume. Let's move on. Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Another guy I traded away. Uh, Javante. That one hasn't been a bad trade yet. No, not yet. I mean, I haven't gotten Michael Thomas Until 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> right. We'll see. Oh, goodness. Uh, Javante Williams. Another strong game for Melvin Gordon, though. I Look, this is probably going to come out just before the trade deadline happens. So if you're listening to this, you're probably a few hours away from the trade de- deadline. I don't know if Melvin Gordon's been traded, but I will tell you I don't think he is. If he is, obviously Javante Williams is a flaming hold. Um, you do not sell that man. Um, or or if you think someone that if you think someone is going to be super high on him and you can get an established back, absolutely. Um you go go trade for him. You know, if, if you can get someone who's like, oh man In redraft. In yeah, redraft in re- leagues. A hundred percent. In in Dynasty, you're not trading Javante Williams. Do not don't yeah. think about it. Or unless you're Travis and you're you you have any draft picks, you are a hundred percent trading them away. <laughs> Um, all the draft picks give they're toxic <laughs> draft picks are toxic. That's going to be an episode for down the road. We're going to have these discussions because we still haven't discussed, discussed your hatred for PPR. Um, that, that, Oh, we'll get there. I think that's an off season, off season debate. Perfect. If you, if you ever see somebody having a quality conversation in the locker room after a nice win or a tough loss with a draft pick, let me know. <laughs> But we're that's what we're built on is our relationships with our players, that's not our right. draft picks. That's right. Absolutely. And once those guys move on, you can have conversations with the lockers that they used to be in. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, they will go back well, we'll go coaching college. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um Javante Williams though. Um let's say that there is hold. All right. So you're holding Okay, so yeah. here's my question then. Do you think you can trade on the prospect. Can you maybe coerce someone into the fact that, hey, Melvin could be traded. If you don't trade right now, this is your last chance to get Javante at this price. You get a little bit more. Because me personally, I don't think Javante is gaining any value with Melvin there. I don't think Melvin's going to be traded. I think the Broncos are delusional. I think they're kind of in this mindset that, hey, we're still you know in competition. You know, Sure, they traded away Von Miller, but Von Miller didn't want to be there anyway. I don't know. I don't think Melvin's going anywhere. I don't think. I think the Titans are going to roll with Adrian Peterson. I think they're going to roll with Jeremy McNichols, and I think they're just going to go that route. I don't see them bringing in a huge name. Everyone's bringing up, you know, the the usuals that you hear: Marlon Mack. You know, maybe they go to to Baltimore and they trade for like a Tyson Williams. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they give up huge capital for Melvin Gordon. That's just me. Yeah, the the thing with Gordon is I don't think the number of people that are going to listen to this episode from 12 o'clock to yeah. the trade deadline is probably minimal. So if you do, you're not going to have a whole lot of time to, to decide what to do with Javante. So for me, he's a hold. Melvin Gordon does not have great injury history. It is a long season. I'd also think if the Broncos are eliminated from the playoffs, it is an immediate turn to okay. feeding Javante Williams. Let's let our first, our, let's let our rookie eat. Absolutely. And that will happen, I think, before the fantasy playoffs. So even if Melvin Gordon is not traded, be patient with Javante Williams. Come week 15, the start of the fantasy playoffs, if the Broncos are out, it's going to be the Javante Williams show. So yeah. I, think his, I think he's got great 
rest of season yeah, value be. with or without Melvin Gordon. Okay. So he's a hold right now. Yeah. Debo Samuels, our next candidate here on they should they stay or should they go? Uh, he's banged up right now, um, as one does when your name's Debo. And with one, George Kittle coming back. There are some questions left to be answered here, Travis. Are we selling high? I am. Me too. I am also selling high. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back. He is the wide receiver three on the season in half point PPR. He is not. He's not going to stay there. Not going to stay as a wide receiver three. The dude has 800 yards already and four touchdowns. All on blown coverages. A lot of it is for sure. And you know what? Yeah. How We've talked about it before. Outlier seasons. You need that if you're going to have this big boom in production. We don't, we're not saying, you know, trade him just because it's not going to continue. I, for me, it's one. This team is not at the top of a very, very tough division. Okay, they've got two tough division matchups coming in, the Cardinals and the Rams in the next two games. Okay, you lose two division games in this division, back-to-back. And maybe the coaching staff starts thinking, we don't have a chance to make the playoffs. Guess who's coming in? You're getting Trey Lance, okay? Yep. Debo Samuel loses all, I'd say, a lot of his value. You're getting a rookie. At, you know, ask Allen Robinson how a rookie quarterback has worked out for him. Debo Samuel has not had a great history of once that first injury starts, of shaking it off and coming back and being himself. It, it, they tend to linger. Yeah. That's not why I'm moving him, but I think be, just because he's the wide receiver three overall, you're going to get great value. I'm going to give you four names that you should go target for Debo Samuel, even if it takes you Debo in a little bit. Okay. But while he's wide receiver number three overall, and this is four guys, two of them each on one team. So it's Adam Thielen and Jefferson. Okay. And it's Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Ooh. All four of those guys are outside of the top 12 at receiver so far on the year. Interesting. If you move Debo, number three, and one to a team that is hurting at running back, maybe you throw in a, a McNichols or a Carlos Hyde or you know somebody else who's who's or jd mckissick some whoever has running back needs if you throw in a handcuff to their guy and debo samuel you can snipe an amari cooper a cd lamb wow jefferson or wow. those are the four i'm targeting i'm doing that regardless of the debo conversation those are the four wow. guys i'm going to be going at really hard Justin this jefferson week for debo but uh, i don't think i'd trade cd you wouldn't think you would not think that people do, but there's going to be people in your leagues that sure maybe they played against Debo, and Debo gave them 25 and they lost, or they have Debo in another league and they're going to be really high on Debo. You never know what the what the the yeah. circumstances are. Cast your net wide. There's four names to say, and they're probably all four on different teams. So you're going to get some good responses and see sure. where the market for Debo is and then just see where, where he falls. Debo or A.J. Brown? A.J. Brown. Okay, Debo or Stephon Diggs? Stephon Diggs. What about Michael Pittman? Ooh, that's tough. I like that. Oh, man, that one is a good one. That's a really good one. I might have to stick with Pittman. I'd have to, I'd have to go Pittman in there. Um, yeah. I, I just I trust the longevity there. I think he'll continue the the breakout uh, i really do d 
Debo gets gets volume, but again, I don't trust Lance. So we're we're together. Sell Debo, sell him very high. Yep. It's not going to stay this. See high. what you can get. Don't don't sell him short. Um, this one, this next name, polarizing. Jalen Hurts. Oh goodness, what could have been with this guy? Uh this feels like a real a real overreaction. But when you really look at what he's done. 70% of his fantasy points on the season have come in the last in the the last 15 to 20 minutes of games. I mean that's the that's the formula for him though. I mean, he's getting if if at this point when it doesn't work sure. though, you're losing. And and that's that's where my problem is is that this is getting eerily close to being a real world football problem whereas yeah. How soon is it until we see Gardner Minshew in at quarterback? You know, is is that an overreaction? I mean, how many? I think I think so. I I don't think they'll turn away from Jalen. Okay. And and I mean favor of Minshew, but I think Hurts, as a Hurts owner, he gave you eleven points. Yeah, I think that is an overreaction. It has been so unfun. I mean, it really has. He's had twenty five plus know, like man. every they week. They just won like forty. But if you're watching the game, it's like six points going into the fourth quarter, and it's like, are we really doing this every week? They destroyed the Lions, so I mean, that's I don't know. Maybe there's some renewed confidence there. But Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's twenty eighth in completion percentage. You know, he's he's not a good real life quarterback. You know, if you watch him play, he's not someone who's going to like. He, I don't I wouldn't trust him to 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 be my franchise quarterback right now, you know. It's hard to build around but for fantasy. For fantasy. Would you for sure would you would you accept a trade if you're the Joe Burrow owner? Would you accept Jalen Hurts for Joe Burrow? You know, we had talked about this and I said Burrow or Matthew Stafford. Oh, well, that's honestly I would probably still take her. I'd still take Hurt. Over Stafford? Yeah, I I know. It, what I'm not taking any quarterback in the league over Stafford right now. Yeah. Who? Yeah, oh, over Stafford? What fantasy quarterback are you taking over Stafford right now? Yeah, that's tough. Uh, Stafford's playing really well. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, uh, that's tough. I uh, yeah, I guess I might I might have to I might have to stay with Stafford. You talked me out of it. Even Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Me as a unbelievable Patrick Mahomes fan. Yeah. I. They're going to be in scramble mode because teams have them figured out right now. And the second the Rams step on the field, you know he's throwing for three touchdowns. Yeah. They're walking all over yeah, people. Yeah, I probably have to go with Stafford. I think I'm too low on Stafford. But, yeah, all right. So He's number three right now in fantasy. All right, Stafford it is. I still think on the year, though, Kyler's going to figure it out. I, feel, I still think Kyler's going to figure it out and that offense is going to click again. Um. All right, Jalen Hurts. So, are you selling him? You you hold him? For me, it's a hold. For me, it's still a hold. I don't think I would trade him. Shoot a shot on Matt Stafford. If not, hold him. I'd I think I'd rather have him than Joe Burrow. All right, last last player. We can go through this really quick. Chase Edmonds. Uh, I think you have to hold on to him in a PPR league. Um, his value, especially when they're up, he gets a he gets a bunch of carries. You know, in games where they're they're largely ahead, he's you know he's getting over twelve carries and he's getting some receptions. So. I still think you have to hold him. He's very valuable there. On in the standard league, you know, he's a flex option. He doesn't have those touchdowns. He's, yeah. Honestly, I'd be looking to sell Connor any you know more than I would be for Edmonds. To, 
Not that Connor hasn't produced, but it's all touchdown dependency, and we know that those are fluky. As much as we think that he'll get, you know, 12, 13 touchdowns this year. Right. Um, you still have eight more games, roughly, to go in this season. And, you know, eight, nine games. So, how many of those games is he going to score a touchdown in? You know, you can, you can only get 30 yards in a touchdown uh, you know, so many times. So, for me, it's more so Connor. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, yeah, I think in standard leagues, I am fine selling either because both of their value, I think, is, is as high as it will get. In a PPR league, hang on to Edmonds. He's still going to be a top 20 back every week. All right, man. That will do it for should they stay or should they go. Let's talk some major injury news because this, you know, we, we know we'll just kind of touch on it. Obviously, Derrick Henry is the huge news. Um, you've heard it, I'm sure, all, all day. Um, we, you know, we've mentioned Jeremy McNichols, um, James Robinson, you know, he's day to day now. Um, the Jaggers are calling it. I don't know that he plays week nine. Um, we'll see. It doesn't sound like a long-term injury. So, you know, the one thing I did see from Urban Meyer today, like at 5 PM was there is absolutely no need to rush James Robinson back. Yeah. So that's usually the sign that he will he will sit at least a week. But that's a brutal matchup anyway. If you're desperate, which a lot of teams are running back right now, yeah. Carlos Hyde, I think a cheap waiver throw, but Buffalo's not going to make it easy. So you know, don't over don't overspend on Hyde. I wanted to take this next guy into a transition into our next segment. Um, Jameis Winston out with an injury to the ACL, torn ACL, injured his MCL as well, so his season's done. Which brings us into our waiver wire targets. Please check your league. Taysom Hill is out there. Pick him up. This is a rushing quarterback. Okay, he is. He is very, very fantasy relevant. Okay, and on a Sean Payton offense, I like this guy a lot. He gives you that that Konami code that you need to really push your team to the next level. If you're having to run hot with a guy like if you've been starting Sam Darnold, you've got like a Baker Mayfield, or even uh, Kirk Cousins. You know, you've got a Kirk Cousins and, you know, Kirk Cousins is good. Don't get me wrong, but Taysom Hill doesn't have to have a lot go for him to have a, a fantasy relevant week. Yeah. He's going to rush for, you know, 50, 60 yards a game, and he'll get you a few touchdowns. Go see if Taysom Hill's out there. How are you feeling about Michael Thomas? Um, Fine. With James with James going out and and Taysom Hill coming yeah. in, are you the second Michael Thomas is announced as being active? Are you going to try to use that hype and excitement and see how high everybody else is on that news? I mean, if I can, and see what you can get if I can. before you before you get a poor game. Your trade deadline, yeah. If you wait too long, right? If yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm about to say. If you wait, if you're like, oh, I'll trade him after a good game. If that takes two weeks, it could be too late. Right. So your best chance might be Michael. This is the right. return of Michael Thomas, and whoever's hurting a wide receiver could say, "All right, let's do it. You need a running back. I got, I got running back." You know, someone we didn't talk about um, that we could probably bring up next, you know, next episode. Talk about more. Um, we didn't bring up Calvin Ridley. That uh, you know, it's one for me. It's someone I like to talk about just because I like I like the swing we're getting more in professional sports and the focus we're getting more on mental health. But you know, Calvin Ridley obviously thoughts prayers out to that guy going through what he's going through. 
Um, but in terms of what your fantasy team's going through, you know, obviously it hurts to lose a top two round pick guy, top three round pick guy. Um, means good things. I guess if we're trying to put a positive spin, we wish him all the best, but obviously Kyle Pitts going to be a major boon um, going forward. Um, That's what we thought this past week, didn't we? Yeah, he got And he the, lost by one. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, the, oh, it still hurts. Kyle, could you just give me four points, three points, Kyle Pitts? I would have won. Mm, me too. All right, let's move on to our next waiver wire target. <laughs> okay, dude, we make pickles. You go ahead and say some things about him, Travis. Uh, I think he, Jeremy McNichols is going to be the number one waiver wire ad of the week. Not Adrian Peterson. I'm not buying into the Adrian P. I'm not buying it. The man, there's no way he comes in. And I guess this is the don't ever say no way with Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. time, but McNichols was good. Over the first six weeks in PPR leagues, he was involved and not talked about because Henry was doing so well. But they like him. He's not going to be the big bruiser, so maybe Peterson does get some first right. first or second down work, but I think McNichols is a 15-plus touch per week every week running back from here on out. Okay. Um, the next name you have here, Carlos Hyde. He would technically be a starting running back, although he is facing the Buffalo Bills. Um, is he someone, you know, maybe you're dealing with injuries. Very desperate. Yeah, if you, like me, uh, I, I have a, I have two of my star-studded Antonio Gibson and DeAndre Swift's on by, so I'm having to fill in with Tony Pollard and whoever the heck I can get you to trade me. Um, could be the next guy we'll talk about. Um, Carlos Hyde. Which is actually any of the three on this list. Yeah, you've got all three of these guys. You've got Carlos Hyde and Boston Scott. <laughs> we do not have waivers in no. our league. It is a first-come, first-serve, welcome-to-America capitalism <laughs> league. Oh, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Um, please trade me. Um, but these guys, um, <laughs> Carlos Hyde. Yeah, if you're desperate, Boston Scott could be, could be a plug and play if he's going to get the volume. He had 12 for 16, two touchdowns this past game against the Lions. You're not going to be able to play the Lions every week though. So, I don't know. Um, he did look. He did look pretty heavily involved. I think if you have Boston Scott. You can probably go get like an Antonio Brown or somebody like that for oh, him. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's no way. No. It's, it's, that was a very uh, letter kitty. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hard no. Oh no. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that one there, Hard guy. No. You know, go ahead and sell that up the road there. Oh. And then. Uh, Last one, Pat Freermuth. Nice role being carved out. Freermuth? Friermuth. 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 I didn't see a Y. I didn't see a Y in his name. All I saw was a Freer. Freermouth. Yeah, he's got a nice role. Anyway, Pat looks good. The game-winning touchdown. We were having a conversation on Twitter about CJ Uzama, Mo Cox, and Pat. And who was going to have a better week eight? They were all toss up, shot in the dark. Yeah. I chased the points with CJ Uzoma, huh. and Pat got the touchdown. So it happens. All right. We've been talking a lot about trades, and I just want to do a quick rundown of where my mind is at at this point. Okay. This can be a two or three minute, just let you inside the brain of somebody who pulls off a lot of trades. 
don't win them all, but I, I do a lot of trading. So, so to do a lot of trading, you've got to figure out how to pull it off. So I just want to walk you through three things that I'm looking at right now going into week nine. First thing, look down at the two and six and the three and five teams. If they're not you, like they are you and I, normally they are not. But look down there. Those teams are going to be desperate for a win right now. Your pitch to them is it's going to take eight or nine wins to get the five or six seed and get in the playoffs. So if they've got guys on bye, that's what I'm looking for. What are their best? Who are their best players that are on bye? Whether that's guys on the IR, whether that's guys on bye week. Um, some examples: David Montgomery will be coming back. If you if you have a winning record and a needed running back, go buy him cheap. Those guys that are two and six cannot afford to sit on Montgomery when they could be getting value. Same with Clyde Edwards, Calvin Ridley. I think if you're a two and six team and you have Leonard Fournette or some Bucks receivers or one, or whether it's Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, you have to be willing to move them. So if you're one of the winning teams in the league right now, go buy low on those guys from a desperate team. Look at the Derrick Henry owner. Look at the James Robinson owner. See what their record is. They may be willing to pay up tomorrow uh, before waivers just so they can see where they need to spend their money, where their needs are going to be. Um, pick up other people's handcuffs, whether it's McNichols, Carlos Hyde, J.D. McKissick, if he's still out there. Move them to the Derrick Henry owner, who's now gone. James Robinson, Antonio Gibson. Go get a receiver or a tight end for those free pickups. Fab is going to be less and less valuable as the season goes on. This is the peak value of Fab. So go pay up for those handcuffs that are still there and try to turn them into season-long value for the guys that are going to be just fillers. And then my final point from trade strategies is this is not just a week nine thing, but if you're strong at one position, go find the team that is really hurting at that position and see what they're willing to give up because they may have a fourth receiver that would start every week for you. And there's no reason for you to sit on a fifth or sixth running back, even just a lower level running back that could start for somebody else, whether that's a Zach Moss Singletary type or even a, um, a Gaskin type. People are going to be desperate at this point of the year at that at running back. So whatever position you're strong at, yeah. use that and go Go take advantage of people that are really hurting at one spot. I like it. I like it. All sound advice. The mind of the trade master, Travis Masters in himself. My goodness. I'll be here all week. My goodness. What a that was a that was a TED talk if I, if I ever heard one. I tried to make it fast. So good. Oh, let's get through these bare bull guys and call it a night, Travis. Bear or bull? First guy, we are bearish on. Bearish meaning we think their value. They are on the bears. <laughs> we think their value will be lower for the rest of the season than it is right now. We're not necessarily saying you have to trade them. We just think that your expectations need to be tempered. Mike Williams, three of his last four games under five points. Sell high before it's too late? Um, I think that – is it still a sell high? I mean, that's my question. 
You can. St- I think you can still sell him as a as a top because twelve. I this isn't saying that he's not going to have any good games the rest of the season. I just don't think. I think you're going to go through these stretches now with, you know, with not. I think he was having the consistency at the beginning of the season, and now they're kind of realizing, oh, he's not the Devonte Adams, the DeAndre Hopkins type. He's Mike Williams, and so I think you might have a point here. For me, I might wait a, a little bit. I might wait to sell him because I think he, you know, sell him on a high. He's had a few rough games, um, but I think you're you are looking to start eyeing that window to see if you can find um, find that, find that window. To- Give me Stefan Diggs over Mike Williams. Oh, for sure, easily, easily. But can you can you trade Mike Williams for Stefan Diggs? Maybe, maybe Mike Williams in one. Um, next guy, Barish. James Conner. His value can't go up. You are okay. So you're you're bearish for James Conner right now. Um I I'm 100 I'm 100% in agreement with you. Um you know, he hasn't gone over 75 yards once this season. Extremely touchdown dependent. He has been scoring the touchdowns, so it's kind of hard to you know, if someone comes to you and says I want, right. you know, Elijah Mitchell over James Conner. <laughs> you know, you're for me, I'm not trading Elijah yeah. Mitchell high. I think even though I did trade him, I still think that he is is going to be good. I still, for the life of me, can't figure out why I traded him. We, we won't I don't go know. There. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I, I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't know why I traded him. <laughs> we won't go there. Um, but James Conner, yeah, um, try to sell him high because it's, all it's going to take is – one game where he does have 32 yards and no touchdown. Yeah. And it's going to be hard to explain that to someone who already thought that he was touchdown dependent and look at where you're at now. And then our final bear candidate. Look, I'm, I might be contrarian on this one. We might argue. I don't know where you're at with him, but Ryan Tannehill is my last bear. He, I'm not, I'm not going to be fooled into thinking this means that Tannehill's automatically going to be more. It, look, look at Sam Darnold. Not to compare them to, you know, the two, but I don't think that Ryan Tannehill automatically becomes a super high volume passer who's just going to light it up. You lost your best player. You you lost the engine that runs your offense. You're not automatically going to be good. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna get in the red zone zone as much. Your your drives aren't going to be extended as as long now. It might mean more volume in PPR leagues. AJ Brown and Julio Jones, absolutely. You're going to see more passing volume. You're going to see more receptions. But touchdowns are going to go down. Uh, your efficiency is going this to This is down. something we've never seen Yeah, in Tennessee. I mean, Derrick Henry. In this era. Derrick Henry has been a, you know, the, the idol of health. So the dude is just a man. So we're going to have a lot of questions answered. It, you know, a lot of the people are probably thinking this is A.J. Brown season. It, it very well may be for volume. But I do not. I do not necessarily know that it's going to be easy touchdowns. Not that any of AJ Browns are ever easy. He usually takes a slant 75 yards. So we'll see. Um, You're telling me that the play action respect from the defense is going to be different with Adrian Peterson. I'm telling you that the boxes are not going to be stacked (laughs) like they normally are. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to have to change what they do, but I think Tannehill can, can produce enough for AJ Brown and Julio Jones, like you're saying, but, 
as a and maybe he uses his own legs a little bit more. Maybe and if Tannehill we have can, we just haven't seen it. We have no idea what to expect. If Tannehill can go up to the line each play and convince the defensive front that it's two thousand and eight, then yeah, they're gonna stack the box. Um, he should just tell him between AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and myself, we are all actually receivers. We all three played receiver in college. Good point. Good point. They won't know what to do. It's wild. Where did AJ Brown go to college? AJ Brown went Ole Miss. So not only did we all three play receiver, we all three played receiver in the SEC. Yeah. So you don't know which one of us is going to go off. No, you really don't. AJ Brown, teammate of DK Metcalf at Oh, that's right. Ole Miss. Surely they won a national championship with those two, right? No. no. <laughs> All right, uh, our Bulls, the last two players of the episode are two guys that we were both very high on coming into the year. Mine being a, I think I have him in like 70% of leagues. Damian Harris climbing up the season ranks every week. He is now up to 14. It is not going to stop. The Patriots are hot. They're confident. Mac Jones looks like the real deal. And Damien's being fed. He is top 10 in carries per game over the last four weeks. So elite volume, and they are very efficient right now. I think Bill is finally saying the roulette of running back might might stop for a while. Damien Harris is the real deal, and they are much better when they run the offense through him. I agree. He does fit what they're trying to do. Um, so I got I got no qualms with that. Um, Damian Harris is, I mean, not necessarily a workhorse because I don't think Bill really relies on just one guy, but he's as close as you're going to get in that offense. Um, I like him in all the game scripts. My bull is TJ Hawkinson. I was huge on him coming into the league, or into the league, yeah, but into the year. He's had three strong games in a row now, and he's number two in targets behind Kelsey at the tight end position. I mean, that is exactly why you like that him. That is why I like and him. And it is playing out. I mean, that is, you could not have been more accurate with. They have no one else. TJ Hawkinson is going to have 100-plus targets again. Yep. And he yep. will. He's already over 50. It's him and it's Swift. Um, they, they have no one else. So, TJ Hawkinson, uh, if you can, trade him. Uh, or trade for him, I should say. Um, I think it's, it's going to get better for him. You know, especially in PPR leagues, if you can, I I don't know what you'd necessarily give up, you know, but again, maybe, I don't know. I think Harris and Hawkinson, these are the, the bulls of the week for us. These are two guys that are doing really well right now. Right. And we still don't think that their value has peaked. No, I think we don't think that it goes down from here. So we're bullish on their value staying at or going up from where it is right sure. now. Go get both yeah, of them. After a 40-point blowout, uh, maybe they're down on TJ Hawkins. So see what you can do. I saw Andy, Andy Holloway. Um, he traded away Gibson for Damian Harris before this past weekend. Oh. And he was like, this hurts my soul I, to watch Gibson not on my team. And now he's like, yes. Yeah, I honestly need to look into trading him. That might be something I look to do this week. So... And you've got J.D. McKissick. You sell the whole package. Gonna, Just get out of Washington. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. We're going to have to shake things up. I'm 3-5. and five. I can't miss the playoffs this year. Pray for me, yeah. fans. Pray for me, listeners. Please do what you can. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 30, okay? This has been the Todd Gurley of episodes. 
Uh, Gurley over Corey Clement? I know. It's shocking. One of them still in the league. Wow. One, the other one not. One of them has a Super Bowl. Wow. Oh, goodness. Oh, that's gross. And a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Wow. We are going to end on a gross, gross note. Episode 30. Thank you for listening. If you're not following us already, please go hit that follow button on Twitter at Losing Sucks. We'll be coming back at you later this week with episode 31, our week nine preview. Can't wait to see you guys. Take it easy. Good luck out there. See you later.